ESPN 94.1 FM at AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Member FDIC. Welcome into the Friday, November 8th edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join me always by joining me on the Miller Lite phone lines. That's right, 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, great taste. Only 96 calories. It is your original light beer. We're going to hear from Tony Kemper a little bit later on the program. He's going to call into the program so we can talk Marshall women's basketball, high school football action across the Tri-State tonight. Woody Woodrum's going to check in. We've got a big one between Huntington High and Spring Valley, so we'll talk about that. As I mentioned, your phone calls yesterday, men's basketball action. Marshall getting the victory over Robert Moore, 67-60. to That was not a game I was used to. It was chippy, a little bit chippy. I think that's fair. Also, defensive. I mean, look at the score, 67-60. And you kind of hope Marshall could keep a team to 60. But Marshall offensively, not as much offense I would like to have seen. Again, it's game one. We talked to D'Antoni a couple of days ago, head coach at the Thundering Herd. He said, look, it's game one. This isn't going to make or break us. This isn't going to be ultimately indicator of what the team's going to be. So whatever you saw out there, they hope to get better for Game 2, Game 3, Game 4, Game 5. But Marshall, in that contest, went to halftime with a 33-27 lead. They outscored Robert Morris by one in the second, 34-33, looking at the hustle points. Robert Morris and Marshall pretty close in the paint. It was a 36-26 advantage for Marshall in the paint. 13-12 as far as points off turnover advantage for Marshall. Second chance points advantage Robert Morris, 19 to 15 there. Marshall, an 8 nothing fast break point advantage and 16 to 14 when it comes to fast break points. I'm sorry, for bench points for the Thundering Herd. High man scoring. A guy that a few years ago I said, I'd like to see more offense out of him. Well, here it is. Jared West, 20 points. Tavion Kinsey had an even dozen. Michael Byers had 11. I mean, Michael was hitting a couple of them from three, and, and they go up and they go in. I'm like, okay, I, I can feel it. I like it. Jansen Williams, three of eight in that contest, two of six from the three-point line, had five rebounds, uh, eight total points for him. He had an assist, couple of blocks, steal. I want to see his stat line get up there a little bit higher. Uh, I expect more out of him, but at the same time, uh, there's a lot of guys that are going to be getting on the court. I love Cam Brooks Harris. Uh, he was out there for 27 minutes. Now, he was one of four. He missed a couple of uh, three-pointers. Uh, he hit two of four from the free-throw line. But you know what? He was out there hustling rebounds. He had 10 rebounds, nine defensive, one offensive. So I liked his game. Darius George, uh, he was out there for 15 minutes. And I you know, hope to see more production out of him. And all in all, good start for the Thundering Herd. You take the victory. 67-60, you take the victory. But... This didn't feel like your normal Dan D'Antoni game. It didn't feel that way. Low score. I want to see more offense. I want to see higher scores, right? Because that's what I'm trained to, to look for when I see Dan D'Antoni's offense. You know what the offense is going to be. The defense, hey, holding a team to 60, pretty good. Last night during our post game, if, uh, by the way, if you listen to the broadcast or you're going home after the game, 
Stick around because we do a post game on 93.7 The Dog and right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Not sure all of you know that, but uh, after the game is over, stick around. We do a post game. Take your phone calls. We'll go over what happened in the game. We'll hear coach's reaction. We'll hear player reaction as well. So I want to invite you to stick around on Sunday. So after the game at the Cam Henderson Center, as you're driving home, just keep it locked. We'll take you home. You'll hear Dan D'Antoni and more on our post game TikTok Tire College Basketball Wrap Up. But this is uh, last night. I had a chance uh, before uh, we called it a night to catch up with Jansen Williams, and that was the thing I asked him. You know, Jansen, this is not your typical Dan D'Antoni game. Uh, a lot of chippiness out there, low scoring. You know, is this just uh, the fact that it's a first night game opponent that you really didn't know too much about because they hadn't played yet? Really, you hadn't played yet, I kind of try to get him to just maybe outline it for me. Uh, you know, Why did we see what we saw last night? Here's his response. It's, it's very tough. It, when we have a team that has, is dependent on two very, very strong players um, contributing 20-plus points a game, um, our whole goal was coming back in this year and trying to fill in those holes. And it's tough. It's tough, but um, I think we're doing, we're doing a really good job. We got young guys stepping up. Uh, for example, Cam, his first career field goal was an alley-oop dunk in a pressure time, man. Um, I, I believe in this team, man, that you'll just trust me. You'll see those 67. That'll climb a little bit, and hope to, hopefully that Robert Moore score 60 will stay exactly where it is. This was a team that did come in, and you knew that they had a solid defense. How would you assess game one? We got to work on our offensive side of the, side of the game. Um, like I said before, we got to fill in those holes. Um, that's nothing new. It's the first game. Uh, everybody got to see an actual crowd here, so obviously there were a little bit of jitters. Um, but we did a really good job on our uh, defensive side of the game, and I'm very, very proud of this team for that. Uh, I know two years ago we were not not too terribly good uh, on the, on the defensive side, so I, I like to see that step up. So I, I'll tell you one thing: I, I, I know we got our offensive down. Everybody knows Dan's plan, and and that's always going to work. Um, we, once that defensive catches, catches in and we pressure those teams, it'll give us confidence to um, achieve our, our goals on offense. You get the victory. You had adversity tonight. How would you like this team's reaction or response to that adversity? Because you were up, down, up again, and this team really battled back. There were times where it looked like they might run away with it. You stopped it. Um, like I said, it's, I'm very, very proud of this team. We're so young, and and I wasn't expecting us to handle the adversity as well as we did tonight. Um, big shout out to Jared and Tavion, Iron Darius. Actually, I'm going to shout out the whole team, man. Everybody had each other's backs, especially in timeouts. We were in each other's ears. Keep keep the intensity up. Be smart. I believe in you. Every shot you take, I believe in you. Um, uh, they did such a great job handling adversity. Um, it kind of shocks me a little bit because that's something I would see from a team last year or the year before. Uh, or when I Dean was here, um, and it's really, really good to see that we we found that tonight. Communication was key out there as well. I don't know a time when I've seen this team communicate better. Yeah, this team is a really, really. I'll say we're this is the most gelled team we I've been a part of in my whole entire life. We are each other's best friends, but we like to push each other, especially in practice. Um, it's a blessing that I'm on this team with these amazing guys and. We work well together, and if we're not doing good, it's I can trust my teammates are going to keep me back up. 
You feel good now this is game one and you've kind of set the tone what this the team's identity would be? Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get on film. We know we, we were going to do wrong. We, we, we've, we've done this 100 times. Um, we're going to get in the film, work on what we, uh, what we need to work on, especially on the offensive side. And, uh, yeah, we got this. We're good. Stay with us. Jansen Williams, congratulations. Thank you very much, man. Jansen, he's good. We got this. He's confident. We're going to hear more from him during the season. Uh, i tell you what, when we come back from break, we're going to hear from the head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. We'll get his thoughts on the upcoming match and uh, talk a little bit about his victory over Kentucky Christian. That's when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Last night, the Marshall men get the victory. A couple of nights ago, the Marshall win. The streak is alive with uh, Tony Kemper as uh, the women get the victory. Uh, Marshall hopes to keep that well, going. Coming up uh, tomorrow, it'll be Marshall back in action, taking on the Spartans of Norfolk State. And joining us now on the program, head coach of the Marshall women's basketball team, Tony Kemper. And, uh, Coach, I've been bragging on you uh, for a few days. Um, not necessarily for the game, but uh, just the way that um, if there was a, a Conference USA championship for how practices run, I, I think you're a uh, number one seed right now. <laughs> well, I have. I, I don't know about that. There's a lot of days where I feel like uh, we, we we may spin our wheels a little bit, but um, it was good to get get off to a start like that. Um, you know, I think most people saw that we've uh, we've got a chance to have reloaded pretty well, and it's just uh, you know kind of probably a lot of what went on last night in the men's game, just learning how different pieces fit together, and I've you know kind of said that a lot, but. Um, yeah, we got a roster that I like. We got a group of girls that I like, and uh, you know, like you said, it comes out of practice and putting it into games and different things like that, figuring out who goes where and when. And we're, uh, I'm glad we're in that process, um, you know, for real and real games. And uh, but that's definitely where we're at. You found out you got some scorers out there. Christian Mayo, you weren't surprised there. You got 19 points from her. Taylor Pearson, for a while, wouldn't let anyone else score but her. And, you know, finally she uh, let some other uh, of her teammates get in the uh, scoring act. You found out quick you got some scores. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I thought we were probably going to score pretty well. Um, you know, and that it, it's going to get tougher, obviously. You know, and it's going to get tougher tomorrow. Um Norfolk's a very, very good defensive team, and um, but but we do have talented players in there. And, um, you know, I think we have uh, we probably have a little bit less shooting, but not by much. You know, I think we've done a pretty good job of reloading in that. Um, you know, but it also comes down to people like Taylor Pearson, Kristen Mayo, um, showing that maybe they've taken a step forward in how they're going to shoot the ball and things like that. Um, you know, we didn't shoot a lot of threes the other day against Kentucky Christian. We didn't have to. Um, you know, but we were six for 15, and if we shoot, you know, that's 40%. If we keep it up around there, uh, we'll be one of the better shooting teams in the country. Um, and I think we can shoot it. That'll continue to be a thing. And, um, you know, I think the flip side of this, too, I think we've added more people with game off the dribble. You know, and a year ago, we were kind of all shooting, and I think we have a little bit better mix now. 
Marshall women's basketball coach Tony Kemper joining us on the program. So you mentioned it does get tougher. Um, what can you tell us uh, coming up for uh, Saturday? Uh, what can we expect? Well, a really good defensive team. I think they hang their hat on defense. They were, uh, I think they they were a four seed in their league tournament last year. They they were pretty successful in league play. Um, I know if you pull them up on our stats website, we use um, they look awfully awfully good on the defensive end, um, and I think that's probably right. They are uh, very athletic. Uh, they're going to pressure from the guard spots. Uh, they're pretty physical inside. And, you know, then the other thing they do is they change defenses on you a little bit too. So we're going to see 3-2. We're going to see 2-3 zone um, along with a pretty tough man-to-man defense. So they're going to they, – they kind of start and stop with how their defense is played. And, uh, and then they've got some very good speed and athleticism in their, from their guard positions. And, uh, you know, we've got to get back in transition and we got to keep them from running. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the plan going in is kind of move the ball around on one end and then, um, you know, make sure that we're back and set up every chance we can on the defensive end. Tony Kemper is our guest. Marshall women back in action tomorrow, hoping to extend their uh, early uh, undefeated season to 2-0. and Of course, uh, taking on a, uh, a very tough Norfolk State team and uh, – it's just worked out the way you've got the schedule. You can ramp up the difficulty instead of going super difficult first. And no disrespect to Kentucky Christian, but you are moving up in difficulty. Uh, you know, does the schedule just work out for you? Where okay, let's ease into this. Let's get bigger and better as we go. Well, I thought, you know, judging on kind of the scoring that we lost a year ago, I thought it was probably important for our kind of youth and where we'd be in the process that you know we if we could start at home and then start against uh, maybe somebody that we thought we could, we could, uh, you know, play a lot of people against and things like that. I thought would be beneficial. And it just kind of worked out that we could do that. Um, you know, I like, I like playing teams like Kentucky Christian. I think it's, I think it was good for them too. You know, I think it was a good experience for them to come down and um, they brought some fans. They brought a, you know, they probably have some, we probably have some crossover fans from Grayson that come down here and watch. I know we do with Mayo. You know, that's right. That's her hometown. and um, So I think it was good in that respect. But um, it was good to get those nerves out. You know, and you talked about Taylor Pearson hitting a bunch of shots early. The, the, the first couple that go in, you know, I think every year those are important baskets. And um, when, uh, when maybe you're not going up against, um, you know, Old Dominion or Middle Tennessee right out, right out of the gate, you know, uh, you can you can relax a little bit when you're trying to make those, but um, it was good to get off to a good start. It was really good to do it at home, and um, you know I felt like you know, one of the things I was really happy with was the crowd. I thought we had a great home crowd for the leadoff game, and um, you know I think we're definitely trying to we're trying to build a, a program that that fans are going to back. And I think that a year ago, I think you know one of the things we did we were an entertaining group to watch, and I think we gained a lot of fans through it. And, um, you know, I think we kind of saw that with our opening crowd, and hopefully it only grows. Tony Kemper is our guest, Marshall women's basketball coach. The Thundering Herd back in action, taking on Norfolk State. Tip-off is set for Saturday, 1 p.m. at the Cam Henderson Center. And the Thundering Herd already with a victory under their belt. Uh, this is going over, just looking at the numbers, because 
sometimes the numbers maybe tell a different story. You're shooting 50% in this game. you got to feel good about that, uh, 40% from three. Of course, every coach wants you to go perfect from the line. You did that. And a lot of that is not what they're doing. It's what you're doing. So you got to feel pretty good about that, I'm sure, that uh, they were actually you know, hitting shots. And you know, it probably wasn't anything that maybe Kentucky Christian was doing. Yeah, I think you know, I think it, I think it just goes back to I think we we've, we've we've got a good nucleus of players, and um, I thought one of the things, and I think if people listening were there, I think we shared the ball really well. We had 17 assists. Um, I think we passed up tough shots to get to pretty darn good ones, you know, and and we probably honestly left a couple assists out there, and so I think. You know, I think if that's a trend that carries through, and we continue to share the ball, I think the shots that if the shots that you take are better shots, then they go in at a higher percentage. And I think we did a nice job of attacking the rim. We we got some things done in transition, and, but that's going to get harder. You know, it, it's going to get harder. It's, it's a good defensive team that's coming in here on uh, tomorrow uh, afternoon, and um, you know, it it just it progresses. You know, everybody's going to get. We're going to get better, and so is everybody else. So, um, you know, we're off to a good start, and yet we're going to have to we're going to have to step forward a little bit tomorrow um, to feel good when we're done. Not to look ahead, but after this one, uh, you're going on the road and you're taking on the Bobcats, and uh, I, I know you can't look too far ahead on that one. But uh, it wouldn't be great if uh, you get a good crowd for this one, and then you get some herd fans traveling uh, up to see you take on the Bobcats or some area herd fans show up for that one. I mean, it, I mean, you always want to get the Bobcats, and you always want to have a good crowd for it, too. Yeah, that would be great. You know, that would be great. We played up there a couple years ago in the WNIT, the Women's National Invitational Tournament at the end of the year, and um, it's always good when you roll in the gym and you've got some some Kelly green in there, uh, not that ugly dark green, uh, but – got some Kelly Green in there cheering you on and I know our, our girls appreciate it and um, you know it is you don't get a lot of opportunities like that where you play against a, a road game that's close enough for you know a good portion of people to drive up and watch so um, you know the, you are you are right we're not really looking ahead to that one too much yet um, we, we got all we can handle tomorrow and then uh, you know we'll package this one up and move on to that which that, that's going to be a huge challenge as well um, they're a very, very good program, so um, should be fun, um, you know. But it all gets going tomorrow. I guess tomorrow we gotta gotta play well tomorrow first. Well, coach, you got the stage pretty much to yourself tomorrow. Football off, basketball is playing around you. You've got the stage to yourself tomorrow. Let's hope that the herd fans uh, show up, tailgate, then come see you. That'd be perfect. That'd be perfect. Invite me. I'd love to stop by. Tony Kimber is our guest. Hey, Coach, uh, thanks for doing this again. I appreciate you, and uh, we'll get you back on next week. You were worried. You were worried that you weren't getting more than one shot when I saw you last on the show. Well, I did. I made sure everybody knew we were playing on Saturday, and then you told me after that, hey, we'll we'll have you on again Friday. So um, I appreciate the coverage a lot, and uh, I'm certainly available anytime to talk Marshall women's basketball or anything else for that matter. And uh, I know we're excited about about uh, the next game uh, tomorrow night at one, so tomorrow afternoon at one, and would love to have love to have as many fans as we can get in there. Coach, good luck tomorrow, and we will talk to you next week. Uh, I'll yeah, we'll work on it one or two times. Your your pick or three. Heck, you can come in there every day if you want. We can talk a little football. Um, 
how's your hockey? Can you talk hockey with me? Uh, I can't. I'm going to be a I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan, so we got Patty Mahomes coming back this week. Uh, that's that's big for Chiefs. Uh, you know, I watched the Oakland Raiders last night. They looked pretty good to me, so um, I can probably talk football, but I, I'm not much for hockey, okay. to be honest with you. I mean, there, I, there's not a lot of hockey in Kansas I where I grew up. I understand. I'm a Bengals fan, so football season's over for me. Uh, yeah, there's a little truth to that. Yeah, there, there's a lot that. of are you, are you guys tanking for Tua or not? I am hoping they're tanking for Tua, but um, I, I don't know if they know what to do with him if they got him. How is Finley playing? We're going to find out. Okay, this is his first game in? Yes, we're going to find out because uh, they had the off week last week because they were in London. Okay. So uh, we're going to find yeah. out. He looked good in the preseason, and he looked good when he played the herd last year. So we, we've got a little bit of a uh, track record with him yeah I, I hope he, he looks he looks to me like he can sling it around i hope he looks better than he did when he played the herd and this will be the first time i'm rooting for him so we'll uh <laughs> we're, we're gonna find out real quick if uh, if uh, he's my new favorite quarterback right on right on sounds good Coach, good luck with that good talking to you we'll do it again next week sounds good see you tony kemper when we come back uh you know what we're gonna hear from woody woodrum that's right woody woodrum we're gonna talk to him about huntington spring valley or primarily he's going to talk to me about Huntington Spring Valley when we continue with today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Never miss a moment of The Drive with Paul Swan. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Huntington High, Spring Valley coming up tonight. You can listen to the game right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. Woody Woodrum will be there. Woody Woodrum's right here right now to tell us yes, why sure this is the game you listen to tonight. Crisp, cool, and uh, a rather nice evening up here on the mountaintop. And, uh, you know, two highly ranked teams trying to secure their spot. I know the Timberwolves would like to think about finishing – you know, third or fourth and with a win, and Huntington would love to get a win and finish in a top eight, get a home game in the first round. But uh, all comes down to this one, uh, you know, uh, the the semi-city championship, I guess you will, uh, with all those kids down at Westmoreland, of course, being Huntingtonians. And, uh, you know, a, a team who played well in two of its last three games and, and honestly, didn't play bad at all for three quarters of the Midland game is Huntington High. They were they dominated Parkersburg on the road last week, and it looked like Parkersburg had the idea that they were going to just win that game and move up in the rankings, and that was that. And seven turnovers later, created by the Huntington defense, uh, led to a 44-13 win by Huntington. So uh, they played well in that game. They played Midland 7-7. Uh, for a half and 14-7 through three quarters till they got a couple of late touchdowns that, that took the game away. And then they played really well against Capital, 24-12, which was so unexpected because they'd played so poorly at Hurricane the week before. First loss for a Billy Seals team to Hurricane uh, was just an awful game. And I didn't know where this team was headed at that point because they had lost two in a row. And Parksburg South is a very, very good team. They were upset last week. They're still going to be up there in top five somewhere, I believe, if they beat Parkersburg tonight, and I think they will. 
But then you're talking about the Timberwolves, who have shut out three of their last four opponents, uh, 35 to nothing. Very good Ashland team last week. On the road at St. Albans, 47 nothing. On the road at Riverside, 40 to 21. And then Capital at their place, 41 nothing. And GW, 41 to six. So they haven't given up very many points to anybody, Paul. It's uh, it's really pretty impressive when you look at what their defense has done. 7.5 points per game is all they're allowing. 80 yards a game on the ground, about 47 and a half yards passing, and 25% completion. Uh, their total offense, 1,150 yards allowed. That's 128 yards a game. So they have forced 13 turnovers. They've also recorded 10 sacks. And, uh, you know, you don't see a lot written about the defense of this team, but like Huntington, Brad Dingus and Billy Seals believe defense first, don't turn the ball over, and you've got a pretty good shot at winning the ball game. There's a lot of emotion potentially for this game tonight. Uh, Huntington High could be in a situation where this is their final home game. They could be in a situation where these kids uh, have to go on the road. And I know that they're going to come out and focus. It's Spring Valley. For Spring Valley, it's Huntington. It doesn't matter what the records are. They're going to be focused. But – yeah, any chance right. of them just getting a little too emotional, a little too desperate, or should they play with a little desperation? You know, I saw them practice yesterday, and Billy told me it had been like that all week, but they were really loose about it. It's almost a feeling now, hey, you know, if we win, nobody expects us to. So, you know, let's stay loose and play. So they were very loose yesterday. I, I You know, I talked to some of the players that I've interviewed, and, and uh, they were all just – you know, they're ready to play this game. They know these kids. They see them at the movies. They see them at the mall. They see them at Marshall games and wherever, you you know, kids tend to gather. But, you know, nobody's fooling themselves. This is an extremely good uh, offensive team uh, is is the, the Spring Valley team. 36 points a game. Uh, they're rushing for almost 300 yards a game and passing for another 65 through the air. So they don't turn the ball over much. 15 turnovers in nine games. Uh, and they control the clock is the big thing I noticed. They have plus 20 minutes almost when it comes to controlling the clock. So, you know, it's incumbent upon Huntington if they want to stay in this game. They need some time-consuming drives and and see what happens with that. But Huntington is now scoring 26 points a game, which is just a little more than they're giving up. Uh, they're rushing for about 210 yards a game. And they're passing for about, uh, you know, 129 yards a game. They're actually passing for more than a, nearly half of what they're rushing for, which is kind of different for this team. 337 yards a game, though, and they average about 16 first downs, so they're right there. Uh, you know, it's, it's going to be a great game, I think. I really do. You're going to see some outstanding players, uh, you know, for – Spring Valley White Milam's just a junior, but 6'7", 265. He's being recruited by, you know, the P5 schools. He's going to be a good one. The guy beside him, Evan Ferguson, and his, his dad wore 59 at, at Marshall, and he was a pretty good guard. That's where Evan Ferguson is as a sophomore, 6'2", 265. And then they've got Bryce Briggs, another junior at the left tackle, who's 6'5", 275. So this is a big bunch up front, and – you know, they're running into their opposite number because Huntington's very big up front. 
And uh, so it'll be interesting to see which team can batter the other one down. I think defensively, uh, White Milam is a very rare defensive tackle that has more tackles than anyone on the front and and almost anyone on the team. Only uh, linebackers Luke Christopher and Dave Burgess have more tackles than he does. He has 9.5 tackles for loss. That also is one of the leaders on the team. So Milam gets it done both ways with his hand down on defense and playing the right tackle on offense. But Huntington certainly has had some guys that have played extremely well. Uh, Devin Jackson had two interceptions last week. He's got six on the season. His brother is uh, 6'2", 175, senior Chance Jackson, who has five passes broken up, 39 tackles for a corner, is outstanding. Uh, so Diallo Mitchell will probably be back at safety tonight. That will put Blair, Keyshawn Williams, Tyree Smith, and Geronimo Mitchell kind of plugging in and out. And the guy who played really well last week was Malik Johnson, their defensive end. He had a big game against Parkersburg. So uh, it's it's an interesting group. Uh, they have kind of come together over the season. Sometimes they show you a five-man front, sometimes a four. But uh, Huntington is very versatile, and they're hoping to get it done tonight. Uh, you know, they're only allowing 25 points a game giving up about 272 yards a game. So that's a little less than they're gaining. But the big thing for them is turnovers. They've managed to force 26 turnovers. That makes them plus nine because the offense has turned it over 17 times. So turnovers would be a big part of this game. They can force fumbles and pick off the occasional pass, which, you know, again, that's something. Spring Valley doesn't throw much, but – and 56 passes, he's completed half, and only one interception against 12 touchdowns. So Nate Ellis is an extremely good quarterback, runs and throws them. So it's like I say, I can find great players on both sides of the ball, and this is usually a close series. Uh, certainly the Spring Valley team has had the upper hand. They beat Huntington both the regular season and the postseason last year. Uh, they've met in the postseason – a couple of years in a row. So certainly they'd like to get a win and uh, see what they can do to spoil Spring Valley's evening here on senior night at Huntington. Huntington High, Spring Valley. You can listen to the game tonight right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It should be a fun one. Always yeah. a fun one. What am I talking about? Should be always a fun one winning with these, uh, when these two teams get together because – Let's face it, um, Huntington, Spring Valley, and Cabell Midland, all the rivals are Huntington, Cabell, and Spring Valley, and uh, there shouldn't be different tonight. Yeah, it's a lot like, you know, Army, Navy, and Air Force. You want to win those games if you don't beat anybody else. Uh, you know, and, and people talk about playoffs. I'm a big believer in just win or lose your game and see where you end up. You know, don't worry about who you might or might not play whether it be a Friday or Saturday next week with the herd playing on Friday. I hope it's a Saturday. But, you know, we'll just have to see how that all plays out. You might see somebody you've already beaten, like a Capitol or a South Charleston, could be there close to Huntington in the standings. George Washington, certainly another one that uh, some people think might end up playing. So uh, what you'd like to do is avoid going too far away if you can. You know, you don't want to go to Martinsburg or Musselman. Uh, if you can avoid it, 
and uh, you'd rather see if Spring Mills makes playoffs, see them come to you instead of you having to go to them. So I think it's going to be a great evening of football. It's cold and crisp. Uh, it's probably going to be around, you know, 35 a kickoff and, and maybe dip down below freezing by the time we get to halftime. But, uh, you know, the players played in that last week. Spring Valley shut out Ashland on a wet field uh, last week, 35 nothing. So didn't seem to bother them, didn't seem to bother Huntington. It was colder up in Parkersburg last week. It was right around these same temperatures, and they didn't have much problem. So I think both teams, you know, will be uh, ready to roll. Woody Woodrum with us. Uh, Chris Tatum will be with you tonight. Uh, 15 space heaters uh, in the press box. Right? So how many Chris is bringing yeah. tonight? 15 yeah. space eaters? Probably so. Probably so. This is he, football uh, weather. He doesn't get it, right? He just doesn't get it. This is football weather. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we may or may not open the window. Depends whether I'm in charge or not. <laughs> well, you're in charge, Woody. You know you know you're in charge. Uh you're 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 not even you're you're even not even not the oldest guy in the press box, but you're the dean of the box. Yeah, I guess so. That's what they start making up of those names for you as you get older. Woody Woodrum, Dean of the Press Box. Uh, we listening tonight. Uh, pre-game coming up at 7 o'clock right here at ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Uh, when we come back from break, Woody, we might have time for Jason Toy. Um, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, Do what you can. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we try to get him on every week. He, uh, for some reason, we just if we just don't get him on. I don't know, I don't know why. If, it's, uh, if I'm doing something directly to prevent that or you – know, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, stay tuned. Right. We'll find out. Woody Woodrum with us. Uh, Jason Toy, maybe, when we come back from break here, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. You're listening to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Time to welcome to the program. He is the equivalent of Matt Damon to my, uh, well, he's the Matt Damon of the program. I'm the Jimmy Kimmel, I guess, of uh, of sports radio. Jason Toy with us here. Um, Hey, you made the show this week. Congratulations. We were, uh, we were, uh, Ken and I were sitting there getting concerned, like we haven't heard from anybody, and we've kind of said, and we dawned on us, you had... Cornwell and Woody on together, so that, that probably took up the whole show. Well, no, actually, Cornwell didn't make, because, come on. Cornwell, Woody, guess who's going to win that one? Oh, that's true. Woody. That's true. Yeah, I had Kemp, Coach Kemper on. Then I had Woody. Then I've got you. Um, look, you know, as teams get eliminated throughout the, the postseason next week and the following week and the following week, there will be plenty of time for you. For, you, know, you might even have to host the show. That's how much time we'll make for you. There you go. Um, Cabell Midland tonight trying to uh, end the season perfect, taking on a 4-5 and five South Charleston team. Is this just going to be basically uh, – um, get it done and move on, or uh, South Charleston really pose a threat? I mean, South Charleston is a, is a, a very athletic team. I mean, there's no if ands, or buts about it for for them. They have got uh, some serious athletes, got a couple of guys that are Division I, uh prospects on this team. Uh, so they are definitely uh, one you got to you know take a look at. They have had good success. Uh, you know, they picked up some big wins, like against GW earlier this year, but you know, they played Huntington down to a point. I mean, they played teams pretty tough. Uh, now they've taken themselves out of games. They're, you know, they played some undisciplined ball throughout the, the season. Uh, they're young, and that could be a part of it with the undisciplined play. But they definitely got some pretty good athletes. I mean, and it's enough to get everybody's concern that you need to come out and play your A, have your A game or else they're going to come and get you. 
Cattle Midland, of course, trying to stay undefeated. Pretty much 10-0. They're going to be locked into home field no matter what it feels like. At least the good news is you're going to avoid Martinsburg, and that's that's the big thing until hopefully the state championship. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a, that's our number one goal. It's either that or you don't want to go on a road trip to Musselman or something like that up in the northern panhandle. Uh, definitely like to have the opportunity to be home. Uh, to go perfect season 10-0, and I don't think really was on the radar for, for, uh, for Midland this year, uh, but it turned out to be, and turned out to be something pretty special for for Cabell Midland to come away with this type of play. And, you know, they uh, got a good opportunity to be able to make a little bit of history tonight to go 10-0 and and try to get ready for the playoffs next week. Of course, coming off a bye week, had a chance to get the guys rested up. And they didn't get any of the injured players back that they were hoping to yet. Uh, They should might get one or two back in time for the playoffs, but it was always good to get some rest and get a little – Team uh, team building, you know, a little team time together. They had, they brought in uh, Joey Step, you know, former Marshall uh, offensive lineman and magician. They did a, a thing on Thursday evening with him and had a really good time and and just you know kind of relaxing. And they worked hard though. They didn't really. The only day they took off was Friday, and that was you know on the game day. And the rest of the time they they went to work. You remember when you won a national championship of the Thundering Herd? You guys went to go see what Home Alone two. That was your. Um, that was your. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, that was the that was down to Keith Albee. I mean, maybe that could be the thing for the nights here. You guys, um, <laughs> you could go see. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll throw a flashback cinema downtown and do a Home Alone two showing. You guys could. You can right. make that a tradition. There you go. Jason Toys with us. Uh, of course, uh, you can listen to the game on. Yep. 97.9 The River. You can also listen online on the, the website. And next week uh, we'll hopefully know if you're going to be uh, on a Friday or a Saturday. That's probably the next big concern after tonight. Radio crew. Jason Toy, Hang on, Paul. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. You know, that's completely fine. He's um he's taking care Sorry of business. That, he's, he's every, take... every time you call me, we gotta, we're, we're like going through security. Because <laughs> I've called ahead. That's what it is. Yeah, <laughs> I've called I ahead. Off, I had to get off the telephone because it was a police officer, and I didn't want to say, "Hey, I'm driving and talking on the phone." Just drop my name; it'd have been fine. Just, just <laughs> tell him you're talking not. to Paul Swan. You've been fine. <laughs> we'll have fun tonight, though. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. See you. That's Jason Toy. Um, I would have loved to heard that, though. Maybe the, the police officer would have um, uh, asked him to step out of the vehicle. I mean, it'd been a good radio. It really would have been. Uh, for our producers tonight, Gabriel Sellers, who's uh, actually smiling at the prospect of listening to Jason Toy um, go through customs. That's the best way I can describe it. Um, don't forget, Huntington High football coming up tonight. We'll have it for you right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. No Marshall football on Saturday. Basketball on Sunday. We'll talk about it all on Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.